special my election i have no idea what's giving me the right error but we're still gonna record um i'm joined today by my legislative staffer friend omar sandoval omar como estas? how are you representative ruiz thank you so much for having me i am doing great it's uh finally uh fantastic to be a part of the podcast i've been a, a fan for a couple weeks now and uh I must say it's it's great to be on on the other side of it. There you go. Well, we're talking. Um, we're gonna talk basically special election, mm-hmm. post special election. I know you and I have been in um, been keeping a close eye on the election, especially in the Salem Kaiser, Gresham Barlow, uh, Yamhill County, mm-hmm. Marion County, Monomah County. Mm-hmm. But I, well, I think the way we're gonna break this down is we're gonna go through each school district. That one, at least the ones that I think we should talk about. Yeah. And if I miss a school district, forgive me. But I think the most the most excited one that I want to talk about is the Salem Kaiser School Board. Yes. Um, you know, I I got involved in the school board about four years ago, and just this this change that we've seen in people who are running for office. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Salem Kaiser uh, folks who ran for office. You have Osvaldo, mm-hmm. Karina, and other folks. Uh, it looks like it's flipping, mm-hmm. and uh, this is something that I know a lot of folks uh, across the state of Oregon are super excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about how that how that race is looking? Yeah, no, I I think it's super exciting, and and if we look at the previous two election cycles, uh, we will see the stronghold that. Mm-hmm. Um, certain organizations, certain uh, anti-choice, anti-women uh, mm-hmm. uh, organizations have had on Salem-Kaiser. And um, it, it went unknown for a long time. And I think you and I also discussed the, the article that came out talking about all the money that was flowing in, how dysfunctional it was being, mm-hmm. and all, all really essentially all the chaos. And so, you know, to see these three progressive candidates win, that's, that's so exciting. And, and uh, you know, we, we see it, we see it flipping, uh, but obviously you and I know that it's, it's been years in the making, mm-hmm. uh, organizing, relationship building, and, and so very, very similar to a plant. You know how much I love my plants. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you see a flower and it's blooming, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of time and energy goes into getting it there and, and to see that beauty. And, and that's, that's what we're seeing now, right? Salem Kaiser for the freaking win. We're going to stay on, on, on par with, with wins. We're going to move on to the Beaverton School Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, wait, we'll go back to Beaverton. Let's go to, let's go to, to my school district. That would be biased, Reynolds School District. Mm-hmm. The Reynolds School District, when I came in four years ago, I was only, uh, I think there were three people of color in the school board. Wow. Uh, one of them that's more on the conservative side, and there was two of us who were more on the progressive side. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward now. Yeah. For the first time ever, Completely. this is crazy. Uh, the Reynolds School Board will be all persons of color. Wow. wow. And that, I mean, that, that again, what you said with the flower analogy and the metaphor, it, it took so much time mm-hmm. to get to where we are, mm-hmm. and there's just so much change going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Kel Turn. Michael mm-hmm. Reyes, wow. Aaron, Aaron Munoz, and Spencer Chow. Wow. All of them are going to bring a unique uh, lens to the school board. And mm-hmm. for the first time ever, man, Reynolds. Insane. Insane. All BIPOC. Wow. And, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't know about other school districts, but that, that's got to be a first across the, the, the state. And 
Maybe, maybe. Potentially. Well, I'll, I'll do some research on that. <laughs> we'll claim it for but now. I'll, well, here, let me ask you a question about your district, uh-huh. especially, uh, because you you got on there um, very, very young. I mean, you're still very, very young. Mm. Uh, but how, how was the support system... When you when you first got in, how how do you do you feel like you had the the support um, and not not just from the community but you know everything I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about OSBA organizations. Uh, how yeah. do you feel going in? Well, listen, I think when I first got elected, I had no idea mm-hmm. of what a campaign was or what what it is to be a school board member. But then, and, and I know I've told you the story. There's something called East County Rising that just right. came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Not really out of nowhere. It's, it's been also a thing that's been worked on for, for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And you both, you and I know uh, Eddie Morales, who uh, was one of the founders, in, uh, or maybe is the founder. <laughs> I should do my research before talking. <laughs> but uh, he, he gathered a bunch of community members, man. And he comes from a very uh, unique um campaign world like mm-hmm. he ran campaigns in like california and washington mm-hmm. dc wow. and like has been a, a, an organizer for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. so when he came to gresham i think mm-hmm. he saw him and his partner Hugh saw how how divisive mm-hmm. and how um how just people of color didn't really have the same opportunities of other mm-hmm. folks who were on the yeah. privileged side and i think ever since he's kind of rising was introduced and now that's been two years that they've been doing work you're seeing the results mm-hmm. right like their first election that they ran 10 out of the 11 school board races that were backed by east county rising won. wow and out wow. of those 10 school board members that were elected all of them were persons of color wow right now the way it's looking you know there were 16 campaigns that they supported mm-hmm. uh, it's looking like 13 of them are wow. have, have won mm-hmm. that's still uh, such an accomplishment absolutely but i feel like when you have an organization and people who have done this before and they come and teach it to the community mm-hmm. it just it just it just it's a recipe for such great success mm-hmm. and i know other organizations across the state do similar work like washington county ignite right mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. um you know, maybe even Oregon AFL-CIO. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of folks that are that are doing grassroots efforts mm-hmm. to get people to run for office, but not only run for office and win, but also support them while they're mm-hmm. there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the fruition of East County Rising. Yeah. Reynolds School District. Mm-hmm. And then now I moved to Centennial School Centennial. District. Uh, two of my good friends, David Lynn and Heath Curry, and also Eric Fuller, mm-hmm. have been elected. And wow. now that I, I think wow. that board just flipped. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. that's incredible. That's huge news. Yes, yeah, wow. Centennial. Centennial is a smaller school district, mm-hmm. but it's a small but mighty school district. Mm-hmm. They are they serve a lot of Portland and South Gresham residents, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they don't get the attention they deserve. Mm-hmm. And um, they're they're a school district that has been led by Dr. Paul Coakley, who I think just got hired to be the MESD superintendent. Wow. But wow. They set the example. Mm-hmm. They were like the first uh, school district that hired a person of color as a superintendent mm-hmm. in the East County side. Oh, wow. So then that did a trickle effect. Gresham mm-hmm. Barlow got a person of color. Randall's got a person mm-hmm. of color. Uh, Portland Public's got a person mm-hmm. of color. So, you know, Centennial really set the standard from the beginning. Yeah. And I'm very happy for them. And wow. Yeah, I don't know if you know much of Centennial, but. I mean, just a, a little bit through my, um, in my other capacities and campaigns mm-hmm. back when I uh, was working in House District 51. But That's right. um, here's a, I have I have two questions from for uh, on on Centennial. So number one, uh, what's what's one thing that you, 
uh, you know, as a school board member, but also as uh, somebody who lives in Gresham, like what what are you excited about with this new board um, coming into Centennial? Yeah, you know, I think I think they're gonna bring uh, positive. What do you call it? Positive attention to Centennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for a long time it's been it's been uh, led by folks who have been there for twenty, thirty years, mm-hmm. and they're not as you know progressive as we would want mm-hmm. them to be. And mm-hmm. uh, I think now with these three new members that are coming in, they're gonna you know I know they're gonna bring equity to the forefront mm-hmm. of their work. They're going to make sure they find find a very strategic way to continue to improve their buildings and mm-hmm. go for another bond, hopefully and wow. I'm excited for them. Yeah. I think I think you know that's I I get the honor to represent them in the, in mm-hmm. the legislature, mm-hmm. and uh, now it makes me really happy that I have a, more contacts in that yeah. school district because three amazing school board mm-hmm. members won. Mm-hmm. So, props to Centennial. Incredible, incredible. And you know the the other thing that I had to say about that was, uh, and and it kind of is the same with with all these wonderful candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of students see this. Mm-hmm. And, and they themselves are visualizing themselves as elected representatives at, with school board, with a state representative. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I know in my experience, I, I was very close to that. I never saw that and mm-hmm. I never pictured that. Um, and, and seeing these energetic leaders mm-hmm. getting elected and, and waves causing, you know, there's there's so much energy. There's so much energy and happiness with, with Erica winning, right? Oh, or, my goodness. Uh, and, and so... Um, to for students to see that now, I I feel like that that's gonna make all the difference. Well, I think Erica was a student at Centennial. Wow! So wow. that just comes comes to show that Erica graduated, I believe, from Centennial High School, mm-hmm. has lived in the Centennial wow. School District, has been an advocate there, and now mm-hmm. is a school board member. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. And then I hope that more more students and and, and recent alumni from Centennial look mm-hmm. at that and say, you know what? I can do it. I can do it. You yeah. know, I can do mm-hmm. it. And, and that's the beauty of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like democracy and making sure that we're equipping folks with the right resources mm-hmm. for them to, to run a successful campaign and be representing their folks. Absolutely. But um, and what's it? Oh, Gresham Barlow. Oh, my God. Gresham goodness. Barlow. Ugh. Well, you've been hearing about that one a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> oh, man. You know, some you have good stories, and then you have not-so-good stories. Mm-hmm. And you know about Gresham Barlow. It's, ugh. Yeah. Wait, I'll tell you this, though. We'll start, we'll yeah. start, we'll start with a good note. Uh, Mayra Gomez, who I think was the vice chair, is the vice chair or was the vice chair of the Gresham Barlow School Board. Mm-hmm. Got reelected, wow! And and she's I think she was the first Latina to have been appointed in the school wow. board and wow. got reelected. So I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. I think she brings tremendous expertise into um, the Gresham Barlow School Board. And but there was other candidates that didn't quite have the, the same luck. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's two candidates, Robin Stowers and Jasia Mosley, mm-hmm. who. Uh, JJ was featured in my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, tremendous leaders, tremendous leaders, yeah. And uh, just didn't go their way, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I hope that they continue to to lead in their own capacity. And uh, one thing that I say was like Gresham Barlow wasn't ready for them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. and that's shame on you know that's their loss. Mm-hmm. But you know Blake Peterson and Holly Holly Regalman, I think were mm-hmm. the folks that got elected and. I'm 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 I'm, com- I'm going to be optimistic and say that they're going to do really good work mm-hmm. and 
really excited to see how how they you know continue to lead in, in that in their new capacity and hopefully they they include all the voices mm -hmm. that are that form gresham barlow mm -hmm. and the, the other one which is weird um carla peluso won right yeah right mm -hmm. so she was the former state representative for office and now she is um uh school member but before she she announced her through she withdrew her name mm -hmm. but her name still remained in the ballot okay she won mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens okay. next yeah that's that's interesting and and does gresham barlow have uh, a process for for what happens there I, what i'm thinking is that well the most common sense thing mm -hmm. for me and again there's rules and policies mm -hmm. on this but mm -hmm. Just give it to the second place person, right? Yeah. Okay. I think the second place is Julie Ferdiani, who is a retired teacher from the Gresham mm. Barlow School District. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's how it works. I think what's going to happen mm. is that they're going to ask Carla Peluso, hey, do you do you want this? Mm. And if she says yes, I guess she will stay on, okay. which is good. She's right. She's been a great leader in mm -hmm. Gresham Barlow. But if she says no, because she's already said no, why? Because she withdrew her name. Mm-hmm. Then they go through an appointment process, I believe. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's confusing. It's, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. And you know, going going back to Jaisha and and Robin mm -hmm. and, and talking about how you know the district just wasn't wasn't ready for them. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think I think you're exactly right. And I've had the the privilege of meeting both of them. Both incredible leaders. I know that they're mm -hmm. going to do, and they are doing amazing things right now, and they will continue to serve their community. But it just goes to show that, you know, we, we can't just kind of elect people and, and pat ourselves on the back and then go as life is normal. We need to mm -hmm. continue to be supporting our elected candidates. And, and it, it takes more than one. Like, you know this in the legislature, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just the bills that you're passing yourself, it, it's not just one, one person. We need 30 votes. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, those districts can come from very, 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 you know, different, different personalities, different priorities. And and so very similar. I'm I'm really bummed out to mm -hmm. to see that they you know didn't win. But I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do next. And um, you know you don't stop serving your community by um, not being an elected, right? Absolutely. And it's just a title, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think if you really have it in your heart, you'll continue regardless Absolutely. of a title. So uh, the next one that I'm really excited about yeah. was David Douglas. I think uh, this is also they also made history because. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the first time, according to to my colleague Andrea Valderrama, mm -hmm. um, they are a majority woman of color. Wow! And wow. that itself is a huge accomplishment and something mm -hmm. to celebrate. Mm -hmm. uh, David and David Douglas, similar to Reynolds, right? There was only one person of color. Mm. I think Andrea Valderrama, who's now also state representative, right. uh, hopefully I'll have her in the show in the future. Mm -hmm. She w was appointed. And was the first person of color wow. to be in, in, in that school board. Really? And that was like four years ago. Oh, my goodness. Five years ago. Wow. Um, and now to see that now there's four women of color. Yeah. It's insane. And wow. I'm not surprised, honestly. Like, I, you know, I shouldn't. I don't want to. My reaction is I don't want to make them seem like, oh, my gosh, how surprising. It's not. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say this because, again, they, people are showing up. Mm -hmm. They're putting their names forward. Mm -hmm. They're being supported by great organizations. Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, East County Rising did a lot of work on David Douglas, Apano, mm -hmm. um, and 
uh, Nero, you know, uh, Planned Parenthood. They, I mean, they all came forward and supported these great candidates. And look at look what we have. Incredible. I know Hua uh, Gwen, who who was also on this podcast, right. um, um, just got elected, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, I briefly spoke to her to her yes yesterday last night, and uh, she seems really excited, mm-hmm. and she's going to be joining such a, an amazing board with Sahar and Stephanie and wow. Andrea. Wow. Um, I mean, I should know the other members as well. But, oh, Donna Barber, mm-hmm. who's also uh, a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, won her re-election. So, they, they're they going to, it's a majority BIWOC. Wow. And Incredible. something to celebrate, man. Yeah. David Douglas for the win. Absolutely. Holy cow. But again, you know, it, it and you, you said it yourself, right? Like, it, it's it's been years in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're finally seeing it. Uh, but but how cool. How cool. And, and I'm excited to see what... For all of these districts, but but especially for this one, what four years from now will look like? Because hmm. look at that board. You got Sahar, you've got uh, Rev Alderama, mm-hmm. um, you've got Hoa. So all these amazing women. Like you know, this election uh, is is only the start. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, once once those policies start passing, once those resolutions start going through, incredible things. Well, and I hope it gets better because mm-hmm. we didn't see that in Gresham Barlow, mm-hmm. right? We are not mm-hmm. seeing that in Hillsborough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sherwood, <laughs> right? Well. Sherwood, yeah. Holy cow. Um, it, and it's 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 nerve wracking, right? Mm-hmm. Because now, it, it, here's what here's what I think what went wrong, mm-hmm. and it's nothing nothing that the school board candidates or mm-hmm. school board members did wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just this narrative of mm-hmm. like, are you in or out when mm-hmm. it comes uh, when it comes to the simple question of do you want students to go back to school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it got political. Mm-hmm. Right, honestly, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't know how it got political. I don't know why we're choosing sides. Mm-hmm. And if you are on one side, you are, you know, Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're a Democrat, liberal, right. conservative, right? Right. But those folks who really want their students back to school mm-hmm. showed up, mm-hmm. and yes. they they're flipping their own school boards as mm-hmm. well. I mean, you're mm-hmm. Gresham Barlow. Uh, Sherwood, mm-hmm. Hillsboro. Uh, I can't. I mean, there's probably more out mm-hmm. there that I'm not aware of. But my goodness. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I, I think that's that's exactly right. And I think you know, if if we want to just point out to Sherwood and, and talk about that backlash, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the person who lost there, Patrick Allen, who for mm-hmm. for those who don't know is the director of the Oregon Health Authority. Uh, who for the past year has been creating those those messaging those guidelines uh, that we've you know been following right. and and you did you saw his opponent very very similar you know he he painted uh, Patrick Allen as uh, essentially somebody who was just following what Kay Brown was doing oh or was goodness. saying and and how many times do we do we not see that I mean you know like <laughs> it's just, just you and I talking in, in terms of the legislature how many times do people see you or see a D and then just associate you with with another you know um, and and it, it it was that combination right of mm-hmm. frustration fear for a lot of parents because it, it is a scary time I can imagine right absolutely um, but they they've found a way to thread that gap and mm-hmm. and, and used fear and the lack of information to to create this narrative that, that you said, you know, like save save our schools, save our kids. What what is that from what? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it worked. It worked. And it's a worrisome, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I 
I hope we get out of this pandemic soon, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have kids, mm-hmm. but uh, but, you but I will soon. Mm-hmm. So so, and then again, it's it's it really depends on where you come from and where you're getting your news media, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Whether it's CNN or Fox mm-hmm. News uh, or whatever else Facebook. you use, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Fa- yeah, yeah. Actually, folks, Facebook is mm-hmm. not an outlet of it news, and it is not, Mm-mm. and. Uh, you shouldn't rely on what Facebook says. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, like this. The, the virus is real. Okay, mm-hmm. I've lost two uncles mm-hmm. to the to the pandemic mm-hmm. and to to the coronavirus. Uh, and I've been, I have had family members that mm-hmm. have had been infected, and yeah. and it's been a very difficult ride, right? Mm-hmm. And and. And we're seeing still people test positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now with this narrative of the vaccine, right? Like folks are ask, you know, are still hesitant about the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Some folks think that there'd be microchip. Right. Well, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, though, I will say IBM just created the smallest and lightest microchip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, terrible time for the conspiracy theorists, right? But, oh, but you know, time. just a little side note. <laughs> terrible time. Terrible time. Because now they're not going to want it even more. <laughs> but I had a really good conversation with one of my friends the other day. We'll get, mm-hmm. we'll get back to the school yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. But uh, she was asking me, it was like, hey, Ricky, um, why aren't we educating folks on, on which vaccine is better? Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's the question she asked. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, like, what do you mean? Which mm-hmm. vaccine is better? Mm-hmm. And she gave me the the narrative of like you know the effic- the efficiency of Pfizer mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to Moderna compared mm-hmm. to Johnson and Johnson, AstraZeneca, right. and mm-hmm. who knows how many other vaccines are they are. But here's the thing, and there's a video uh, that Vox created yes. that I feel like everybody should watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these vaccines, mm-hmm. one, were tested at different times. Absolutely right. right. Pfizer and Moderna were tested early in the pandemic. When cases weren't that high, cases weren't that high. Not very many variants. If Not I many remember. variants. Nope. Mm. So their efficacy level mm. was high. Efficacy. It's That's not efficiency. Mm, okay. It's efficacy. Okay. But people don't you know, gotta make sure we understand that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like ninety-two and ninety-three mm-hmm. percent. Maybe it's changed. Cool. So now everybody wants Pfizer over there mm-hmm. because of that percentage. Right. There's Dan Johnson and Johnson that came mm-hmm. out. Johnson and Johnson did their tests in the middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic. With variants were variants. real. And in, if I'm not mistaken, in multiple countries. In multiple that, countries. Not yeah. only in the United States. They mm-hmm. did it in Brazil, mm-hmm. the South UK, Africa, South Africa. Were the one of the deadliest variants. Yep. Yeah. And their efficacy level was mm-hmm. like at 66%, I believe. Mm-hmm. One shot. Right? Wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. All the vaccines that are available to the humans, they're here in the United States, and actually we are lucky that we have all options. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't matter which one you get. All of them do the job for you to not die of the COVID of yes. the pandemic of coronavirus. Absolutely. And isn't that the goal? And that's the goal, right? We don't want you to go to the ICU. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to not see your family. Mm-hmm. And if you're about to die, we don't want you to say goodbye to your family Absolutely. via FaceTime. Absolutely. Right. So like, right. so what I told her was, doesn't matter which vaccine you get, mm-hmm. 
they all do the job. Mm. But it also depends on the human. Mm-hmm. On what kind of side effects you get. When mm. I got and you got you got what Moderna or Pfizer? I got Moderna. So I got yeah. Pfizer. Right. Okay? Right. So when I got Pfizer, my first mm-hmm. shot, mm, sore arm, mm-hmm. got a little fever at night. That was it. Mm-hmm. The next day I was good. Second shot, I got I was sore arm again. Mm. No fever. I was mm-hmm. just a little sore. Okay. That's it. Mm. I'm good. And yeah. according and according to science, now I am immune. You fully fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Right? I yeah. still can I still can get infected. Mm-hmm. But I will not most likely will not land in the ICU bed. Right. Cuz that's and that's the guarantee, right? That's the like, goal. That you will not you you won't die and that you won't be terribly sick, right? Yeah. Um and yeah, at the end of the day, that that is the goal. And, and if we talk about the shutdowns, right? Because that's that's mm-hmm. where a lot of this is getting politicized. Whether children are in schools, what how, what businesses and how many people can be in those or are open, mm-hmm. um, all those. And and you know those, for the most part, those those decisions have been made be- based off of the hospital capacity, right? Because you know whether we like it or not, if if we were to just write it out and do herd immunity, had we not shut down, we would have finished the pandemic in, in about a month, a month and a half. Correct. But the amount of deaths that would have gone from that, and, and, and I'm not talking about just, just deaths, but I'm, I'm talking about a lack of being able to, to provide services. Because again, you know, our hospitals are already, like you go to, a, to the emergency room, mm-hmm. you're, you're there for hours many times. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. have the best healthcare system nope. to... to accommodate this this level of of um virus Mm -hmm. and and so so absolutely you know when we talk about the the reason why we get the vaccine you know we do it for all those reasons we do it so that there's no more shutdowns uh so that again you know our our family members get to be i don't know holidays right right birthdays Um, birthdays yeah exactly so no i i completely agree and i'm I'm glad that you you know i think i've heard you in even in legislative circles Mm -hmm. um you know, like calling that out because it, it, it needs to be called out. Um, mm. It's it's not efficiency, it's efficacy. Um, and those little differences in letters mm-hmm. mean huge, huge things. Yep. doesn't matter. Again, I guess it, for those of those of, uh, who are running campaigns around save your students, save yourself and get vaccinated. Number one. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. Dang. You're a school member that got elected through this platform. Okay, mm-hmm. get vaccinated. Yeah. Get your kids vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now I think Pfizer can, you know, I yeah. think age 15 to 18 yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can get vaccinated. Absolutely. And here's the coolest part of it. It's free. Free 99. We are already, we pay taxes. The vaccine has yep. been paid for. So you might as well get it and make get your money's worth. This, Right, I'm telling you, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, it is it is insane. We're getting all these rabbit holes, but mm-hmm. like we are not blessed. We're blessed, number one, because mm-hmm. other countries are struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I hear something in, in Mexico from mm-hmm. from near from where I'm, my family's from. Mm-hmm. They were charging people. They were charging people to get a vaccine. Wow! And a lot of people paid for it, right? <sighs> but then they found out they were getting placebo. <gasps> No way. They were not getting. <laughs> they were not getting the actual vaccine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have that problem here. Absolutely. And about fourteen percent of the U.S. population still thinks that this virus is not real, and mm. they're getting microchipped. Mm. <sighs> anyway, school back to school board. School board. I think I think right now that the things we got to keep an eye out is I think Salem Kaiser's numbers are not final yet. Mm-hmm. It's looking good. Mm-hmm. So happy for them. 
heck yeah. Absolutely. Southern Country for the win. Hillsborough. Hillsborough. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. The, the the chair, Erica Lopez, is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other incumbents are in trouble. But I feel like it's going to go well, though. I have a good feeling about this mm-hmm. one. I know I think the final counts are going to be done today. Right, right. So we'll see how that goes. I really wish Hillsborough the best of luck. Um, you know, this horrible and disgusting campaign of save our students, save our schools has been out of hand. And yeah. it worked. It worked. So we got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's going to happen next because we got an election in 2022. Yeah. And, and you know, let me let me just say this on, on the Save Our Schools and and I guess it's it's in a way you know if for the people who are saying it I I feel like that comes from a point of privilege and I hope that mm-hmm. that's their biggest concern in the pandemic, right? Because because you said it you've 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 lost people I've lost family members mm-hmm. like these are these are real things and 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 so if if the the only thing is is that you know want to get kids in there, um, and the pandemic hasn't affected you in any other way like God bless, but that's not the case for everybody. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 absolutely not. And I think the narrative that people, the, there's just, I think it was New York Times that came out with this article and where like uh, the folks that are pushing to open up the schools are middle income, high mm-hmm. income, mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. Republican families. Right, right. And because uh, we're listening to them, <laughs> but but point I think you know uh, very happy for 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 Reynolds and mm-hmm. Centennial Gresham Barlow Portland Public Schools also yes. elected uh, two black men wow. uh, Gary Hollins and mm-hmm. uh, Herman Green. Um, I found out that um, it's a very random thing, but mm-hmm. I went to college with Herman Green's no daughter. Way. Asia Green. Wow. So uh, I didn't know that till okay. today. So congratulations, Herman Green, and yeah. congratulations, Gary Hollins, and I think Julia Brim Edwards uh, got reelected as well. So mm. PPS is in good hands. I, my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're still keeping an eye out for Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. Still keeping an eye out for Salem Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Sherwood had a, not a good <laughs> showing. Gresham Barlow didn't have a good showing. But hey, mm. you know what? I guess that's democracy, right? It's democracy, and it shows us. And you know we. You, you play the game a lot differently when you know that there's a potential to lose. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that we, we can't, from, from here on out, we, we have to remember that school board local elections are amongst the most important ones. 100%. And uh, we all need to do our, I think, if, if we want to save our schools and save our students, then, then we, need to, we need to organize. We need to um, get some progressives in there. And, and I hope that those folks with Save Our Schools, Save Our Students show up when it comes down to one, paying teachers more, mm-hmm. two, making sure that the classes are equipped with the right resources, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. updated technology, yeah, right. Three, they're making sure that transportation is equitable amongst all students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four, making sure everybody's vaccinated. Yeah, number one, they absolutely that should have been number one, no specific order, and and then they're advocating for schools, advocating. right? And and what a I'll, I'll say this, what a shame. If if we go back to things as as they when when we open up our schools again, if we go back to normal, mm-hmm. like we we're in a unique and I know that you've you've talked about this in a unique opportunity where we can we know these issues right these issues have been there yep. they've been exacerbated how how can we reopen and and uh, imagine something that that works for all these students right mm-hmm. so that no students go in hungry so that mm-hmm. all our students are vaccinated that you know the learning environment is optimal and and yeah. so i'd like to see what save our schools will will do with that and and if not then you know we'll, we'll have some good 
candidates ready in four years there you go <laughs> well, or in two years i think in yeah, two years. yeah in two years 2023 is on the, the second run of mm-hmm. other school board members are mm-hmm. going to be up so i really hope that we we find solutions and i think you know we got schools and the way we do education has to change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, i mean there's simple questions right like what's the point of education right right everybody mm-hmm. has a different answer to that mm-hmm. Does a five-day school work? Does, does a five-day school week still work? Mm-hmm. Why do summer breaks still work? Mm-hmm. Is 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. or depending on the school mm-hmm. district still work? Right. Do we Should we transition to a more online schooling? Mm-hmm. Those are all questions that are... Super I hope I, I hope I hope I can answer, but I can't. But <laughs> I think we—that's a discussion we all need to have. But Absolutely. Any in Yamhill County, man? Like you? Yeah, yeah no. I don't know who you're talking about. Monroe oh, County. Like, I mean, you know, but Monroe County—that's some really exciting stuff. And Marion County too. Marion County. Uh, yep. But Yamhill County, I think. For the most part, we didn't have, um, and, and I say for the most part, right? <laughs> too many contested races. There mm-hmm. was there was some uh, in in McMinnville, uh, one who who actually won. Her name is Abby Warmbier. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic. She's a she's a mom. She's involved with the Yamhill County Democrats. Oh, good for her. Uh, you know, just from the bottom of her heart, an amazing person, really nice. And and she got um, elected. And good. Uh, I. You know she's she's young like us and and so I think that uh, I see a lot of uh, a lot of structural changes or at least um, somebody who will will ask uh, you know when when policies are being rammed through or, or um, like who is benefiting from these right right, right. Uh, and then uh, also and I haven't checked it was it was close this morning but Ines Peña mm. of Newburgh she also had a contested race and. I my understanding is that you know Oregon Right to Life and and a couple other mm. um, you know you know and I and I'm sure that our our listeners you know they they just went at at her hard and and, and a, a woman of color and and they just you know very very ugly campaign against mm. her um, over the weekend I I ended up knocking I think like close to three hundred doors for her. Um, same my vice chair as well um and even even that you know i think the, the all in all the yamhill county democrats knocked on like 11 to 1200 doors for her wow and it's it's still it, last i checked it was it was like a 90 vote difference jeez and and so you know it it's it's insane to see to see that right and and it's scary and it's a reminder that again the work never ends it never ends it never mm-hmm. ends i know there's a lot of a lot of great candidates who ran across the state. I know mm-hmm. Lily Gomez and Hermiston mm-hmm. didn't it didn't go well, but mm-hmm. I know uh, she has a lot of uh, strong following, mm-hmm. and we will, you know we'll see what happens next uh, in Hermiston. And um, no, yeah, scuba races are important. Uh, we need to be paying attention to them. Yeah. I think there's only like a 25 percent mm. turnout rate in the state of Oregon. So sad. So sad. But you know, I guess we continue to you know we got to do our work and make sure that. Um, we elect good folks and we turn out to vote because Absolutely. we get the opportunity to vote and we should take mm-hmm. advantage of that. Absolutely. Omar, thank you so much, man, for joining. Thank you. I need, I'm going to, I promise I'm going to mm. do a special episode on just you. Oh, dang. I feel like I talked a lot. I don't, I, I mean, this is, this is a good conversation. I don't, I don't know how much there is to me. I mean, you, you know all there is to me. It'd There's be a like a 30 second, like, yeah, no, I did this and then, yeah. And this it's over. Not, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And I, I'm glad you joined and told you last minute. So, Omar, yeah, thank it. you very much, man. Thank you. And then we'll stay tuned. Tune yeah. on to the next episode, whenever that will be.
Thanks. Thanks.